Hi, Tempany. Hi, Ted. How How's it going? Good. Good, good. We had a little photo shoot this we morning. We did a photo shoot this morning. <laughs> Which was awesome. We're pretty much uh, celebrities. Yeah. Almost. Not really. I but... mean, it was at our house and with a neighbor, but that's not the point. Thank you, well, Tiffany, by the way. Yeah. Thank you, Tiffany, for <laughs> uh, you know dealing with us and taking uh, photos. Um, but well, it was your house. It's not our house. Oh, oh yeah. My house. I didn't think about that. Yes. (laughs) Definitely my house, not our house. That would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird. Yeah. Um, so today's topic of the day is going to be about fetishes Mm -hmm. and you've kind of given me a quick little, um, (laughs) which, how should I put this introduction? If you will, uh, about certain fetishes that we're going to discuss, but before we get into that. I have uh, some sex news for oh, you. Oh, I love when you bring and sex news. It's regarding erections. So this is right up your alley. Okay. This is fantastic. Um, so there's a, and I actually saw this um, documentary recently. It's on Netflix. It's called The Game Changers. Have you ever heard of it? No. So it's about uh, plant-based protein and eating like vegan and like the health benefits of doing that and so on and so forth. I, it, it's, it goes into much more detail and all that stuff, but that's, um, you okay there? Sorry, sorry, I didn't adjust. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so at one point in the documentary, uh, it talks about how, you know, eating vegan can improve your sex life. Mm-hmm. So they do this test with these three dudes um, that after eating a plant-based meal, they found that their erections lasted three times as long and were 10% stronger. No. Um, so these tests were done with a doctor named Dr. Aaron Spitz. And you can actually, um, th- this is on Netflix. So yeah. you can see this I'll whole thing. It. I'm giving you like a. And it's called The Game Changer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's called The Game Changers. And um, and he has a book called The Penis Book. And that's actually what it's called. The Penis Book. So, Merry Christmas, Tempany. <laughs> so, <laughs> penis book. Um, so the results after eating. Uh, plant-based showed an 8% increase in erection hardness and a 300 to 500% increase in the amount of time their erections lasted. So what they did, and and I saw the documentary, so he has this machine that like goes around like the base of the penis Mm -hmm. and then also like right, I think right at the point where the base and the head kind of meet, you know? And it somehow knows how to automatically adjust if your penis goes like up or down or gets bigger or smaller. So it's not like squeezing it, you know what I mean? And they recorded, um, yeah, these three guys that I think were college athletes at nighttime. And that's how they got these results. And like he even now just to cover all of our bases here, (laughs) um, you know, the, this, uh, doctor, he says, these are his words, you know, this is not a scientifically validated study, but the results that we're seeing are, are very exciting. And I actually watched this video for myself because um, I didn't even know that this was going to like be in the video. Um, but I've been kind of flirting with going like vegan, you mm-hmm, know, for mm-hmm. like weight loss and to be healthier and stuff like that. And, you know, I've discussed it with my therapist my therapist told me to watch this movie I saw the movie you know um and then a buddy of mine at work sent me this link and I didn't even know it was in regards to what this movie was when he first sent it to me because I was like doing something when he texted me about it but um no I've actually 
I don't want to say I've been eating vegan. It's been more vegetarian, but I've been doing it for a couple of days now. Wow. Yeah. Have you noticed anything with your erections? Not really. Okay. No. But okay. I will say this, that my overall um, like energy throughout the day has been fantastic. Really? Yeah. So just no meat, no protein. Or, or I'm sorry, I shouldn't so, say no protein, but no meat. No, no meat. So like... What else have you cut out of your diet? Um, well, pretty much that's it for now. Okay. You know what I mean? Perfect. Um, wow. I, I don't want to say vegan because I am like using some dairy, yeah. Yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But I've been doing some research. My buddy at work, he sent me a link to an app that can like help with like uh, meal planning and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So... I need to take the time to like, cause I can cook actually. Yeah. I've never cooked vegan before though. So it's going to be kind of a, it's going to be an adjustment yeah. and I know it's not going to be perfect, but, um, but Hey, listen, if I can do this and lose some weight and get some fucking what? rock solid <laughs> vegan erections, just swinging around. Let's and if do we it. have any vegan listeners, I would love to hear if they've noticed a difference. Now I, I think I missed it. Did it say how long the guys were vegan before they did the study? This was, this was one day. Just one day the erection changed. So so Damn. in the video, the first night they have them eat like, I don't know, like a beef burrito or something like mm. that. <laughs> and then the second night, so gross. Yeah. the second night they have them eat like a bean burrito. Okay. And they noticed that in one day. Wow. Listen, instead of going out and getting Cialis or Viagra or whatever other stuff is on the market, the over the counter gas station bullshit, by the way, don't buy that. Um, just go vegan is what I'm hearing. And I think that's really impressive. I mean, you know, here's the thing and I'm all for being healthy, but I'm trying to be a sexy motherfucker over here. Okay. (laughs) A sexy, healthy motherfucker. A sexy, healthy motherfucker. All right. (laughs) I'm, I'm going vegan or like planning on going vegan. We'll see. I mean, I, I haven't really gotten to a point yet where I can actually say like, oh yeah, like this is what I'm doing. But like, for that purpose, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, if all the health benefits follow, then that's great. Cause that's I mean, amazing. like, you know, here's the thing, like, and I've definitely made a lot of improvements, but like, you know, I used to be type two diabetic mm-hmm. and now I'm like pre-diabetic, you know, so I'm going in the right direction. I don't have to take medication anymore or anything, but you know, there's that I'm overweight. I have sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have acid reflux. Like I never had a acid reflux. Issues. Yeah. Yeah. I never had acid reflux until I went to college and gained a bunch of weight. So like it but was I'll, just so you know, and maybe feel a little bit better on the acid reflux. Apparently I have that as well, which I didn't know because nothing okay. ever burns, but they did a um, endoscopy. And so, you know, thin people can have it too. So right. just letting you know, I'm just saying, yeah, I hear you, <laughs> but I love it, Ted. I think that's fantastic. So it's, it's yeah. interesting that you bring that up because I've heard, you know, all kinds of things about plant-based diets and right. how good they are for you. Plant-based po- protein. I mean, all this stuff. And um, when we were going through fertility stuff, I mm-hmm. went. I would not say vegan. I Todd would tell you I'm a vegetarian, but I'm not. I just don't like meat. It's not my right, thing. Right. Right. Well, not the meat that you know. you, you know, buy <laughs> yeah. at the store. Yes. You not like the other meat kind that of comes meat. from a dead animal. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. More- Raw meat, (laughs) raw, hard meat. (laughs) I cannot take you seriously when you're looking me in the eye saying raw, hard meat. All right. (laughs) Can I say? (laughs) Okay. Anyways, but we did, but I did. And then Todd actually joined me. We did no dairy, no soy, no gluten, no sugar, nothing processed. 
Um, it was difficult. It was a lot of grocery shopping at different stores and things like that. Right, but, but right. But you can do it's, it. It's you know? pain in the ass. And it, I love hearing that you have more energy because I did not. It did not help me out at all. Really? And so I'm like a little bit like reticent to doing anything like that again. Yeah. You know, a kind of... Yeah, I don't know. Like and sugar I, and... Yeah, yeah it's, whatever. It is weird. I mean, like... And look, I'm no doctor, you know, but like... And maybe it was all just... What's it called? Placebo effect Could or something be. like that. But... Um, Listen, if that works, me. and I'm all, I'm a big fan of placebo stuff. So yeah, if hey, it works, it. it's mind over matter. It's how you feel. Right. Good for you. I'm proud of you. But yeah, no, I definitely noticed because like typically like normally like when I'm at work, right, if I eat like around 12 by like three o'clock, like I'm pretty hungry. And like by like four, I'm like lightheaded, need to eat something <laughs> yeah. or I'm going to pass yeah. out, you know, and but since I've been doing this kind of like plant-based stuff, like, and like, I'll just have a small bowl of like these vegan, like meatballs, obviously there's no meat in it, mm-hmm. you know, with a little bit of, um, vegetarian pasta, a little bit of sauce, mm-hmm. warm it up. And it's just a small bowl, not like a huge fucking plate, you know? Right. And my energy's good throughout the day. And by the time, like I get home from work, like, like I'll be hungry, but I'm, I won't be like, oh, I'm passing out. I need to fucking eat something or I'm going to die. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's just kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of whatever. Pretty cool that you're doing that. And do you know that food can actually be a fetish? So interesting that we're bringing that up. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So, um, some people see food as a fetish. Um, it can be used for sexual uh, purposes. Whipped cream. Oh, okay. Sauce. No, I'm just joking about that. I mean, that's more like oh. fun play. I thought you but were yeah, making no. like someone sees a pizza and they're like, I'm going to fuck this pizza. Oh, the, the, they, there are people that get off on, um, food. Yeah. But, but when you think I about mean, a fetish, I, okay. hang on, wait, I'm going to tell you something though, before you go there, when you think <laughs> about a fetish, it's not always having sex with the object. Okay. Okay. So a fetish is, <clears throat> Excuse me. Sexual arousal by an <clears throat> excuse me object or a part of the body that's not typically considered sexual. So think okay. of a foot. I don't know. A foot is not sexual, <laughs> but for people who have a foot fetish, a foot can be sexual. And it doesn't mean they're having sex with the foot. They're not putting the penis well, in between can. the toes, or you know, if, if it's a woman riding the toe or anything like that, it's <laughs> they're licking, caressing, rubbing to get to heighten the sexual arousal have you ever like watched porn before that you didn't know there was going to be some fetish stuff in it like midway through it like you'll just be like like when you said like foot fetish like you know it'll just be like normal porn like a dude and a chick having sex and then she'll be like now i want you to fuck my feet or something and you're just like wait what that's what you want to fuck You have so many other options that are better. <laughs> right. Why did you pick you want, that one? Yeah. You know, so. Oh my God, too I don't funny. Know. But yeah, yeah. I love the, I love the story. I think that's really interesting and I'll have to watch the uh, documentary. Yeah. 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 It's like an hour and a half long. It's not bad. Okay. Yeah. I love documentaries. Yeah. So that's perfect. Sweet. Your week's okay. You've been okay. <sighs> yeah. My week's been okay. Um, you know, it was a long week this week, but, um, yeah, no, I don't know. It wasn't too bad. I just need a vacation. That's all I need. I, I need Take to, one. yeah, well, I don't have money or PTO to do so. Do you so, want to come with us next week? We're going on vacation next week. We're Where are you going? A 12 hour drive. No problem. <laughs> I see what's happening Various. here. You just want me there just to be Can a you part ride of- with Todd and I'll fly and you guys can pick me up at the airport. <laughs> Would that be okay? 
No. Where are you guys going? We're going to uh, my mom's hometown. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. It's actually where I was born. Okay. Yeah, we rented a beach house up there, and we'll be up oh, there. Oh, nice. Yeah, for All a right, week. That's cool. And I'm excited to go to the beach in cooler weather. So I think this weekend, right. Wilmington, it was like 42 degrees. Oh, wow. I don't know. I think it's coming back up to 78. When I'm there, I'm hoping, hoping it's 42 degrees. So a couple okay. of girlfriends are coming down and with their kids. Like and, that you knew from back in the day? Yeah, that I knew. Oh, I okay. actually met here in Florida, and they've since moved to Charlotte. And um, Okay. So one is my girlfriend Elizabeth's coming the beginning of the week, and then um, my other girlfriend Marie is coming the end of the week. And Marie just had boy-girl twins, so... Pretty oh, cool. wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I'm sure no one else wants to hear about that. So <laughs> they probably want to hear about fetishes. <laughs> Back to the fetishes, Tempany. Um, no, enough about this. Speaking of, I'm, I'm going to tie everything into a fetish today. I'm just letting you know. Marie just had boy-girl twins. And do you know diapers can be a fetish? I didn't until yeah. you mentioned it. I'm going to tell you something really. I mean, so I've, I've worked with one client that was into um, diaperism. And How did that conversation come up? Were they just like, let me tell you, whenever I see a diaper, you know, like. It's actually not seeing a diaper. It's them being in a diaper. Okay. <laughs> That's the fetish. Hey, listen. <laughs> Whatever. All right. I, I'm not, I'm going to stop interrupting you. Go ahead. Let's okay. hear about the but diaper there's, fetishes. Um, there's something called adult baby diaper lovers community. It's a whole community, and what they enjoy... Like they live in a neighborhood together no, or no, something? No, 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 oh. So the community would be like a Facebook group oh, okay. got or it, got a it, social it, media it. group yeah. or something like that where okay. they can connect over the same fetish and not right. feel shame or guilt or rejection or anything because the truth is it doesn't hurt anybody. Right, Right, yeah. It's their own thing, and, and so, yeah, anyways, I just wanted to type, tie that in is that there's a whole community... And um, there was a study done, I wasn't going to get to this till later, but since I'm trying to tie everything into fetishes, there was a study done um, with 2,000 people. Um, oh, I'm sorry, uh, a text message just came through for my 12 o'clock lunch appointment. Um, there was a study done with 2,000 people um, and men who are in, it was mostly men mm -hmm. who are into diaperism, they associate it with um, anxious attachment, so attachment styles. Yeah. Anxious attachment. Mm -hmm. um, Anxious and attachment be, to what? So there's different attachment styles. I won't get into a whole psychological okay. thing. So there's insecure attachment. There's anxious attachment. There's avoidant attachment. There's uh -huh. secure attachment. Okay. And it's all developed in childhood based on relationships we have with caregivers. And Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go too far in this and I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Um, I want you to go. But basically what's happened is they've had some sort of negative relationship with dad and like the. Daddy issues. Daddy issues or they have mommy issues or things like that. And so being parented, why are you laughing? You like me now, dad? <laughs> like standing diaper. in a diaper as an adult man? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it's also what generally happens. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're masturbating while in a diaper or having sex while well, in a diaper. Difficult. That can be, no, you could put your hand right in the leg of a diaper and masturbate, or you could be laying on a bed wearing a diaper and masturbate. I guess. I you could cut know. a hole to have sex with it. There's all kinds of crazy things, Ted. <laughs> I guess so. I'll shut up now. <laughs> You're trying to not be judgmental, and I really like that. No, I'm not. I, 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 yes, you're right. I am. <laughs> I'm trying to. It's strange to you, right? It is very yeah. strange. Yeah. It is very strange. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, I mean, here's the thing, though, and, like, I don't even know if this is even really a topic that we need to go down, but, like, when it comes to, like, this kind of stuff, like, whether it be fetishes, whether it be, like, sexual identity or whatever, like, my kind of approach on all this is, like, 
do whatever makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean that in like an asshole way of like, like in like a dismissive way. Right. Like if, if you're into foot fetishes, Hey man, knock you your socks off. fucking yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, see what you did there? Knock your socks off. <laughs> that was unintentional. You know, yes. it, those are the best ones, but uh, yeah, like, you know, if you're into foot fetishes, be into foot fetishes, man. Like if you're, you know, gay, straight, yeah. lesbian, bisexual, yeah. transgender, yeah. whatever, you know, if that's, if you're born a man and, and you feel like you're a woman and you, that's Transition. what you want to do. And, and that's what makes you happy. Go ahead and do yeah, it. I don't really I give a shit, you know, like, and, and, and I really don't mean that in like an offensive or dismissive way, but it's just kind of like, as long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as yes. you're not doing anything morally wrong, as long as you're not doing anything like illegal or whatever, what someone else does, like as far as sexuality, who gives a, yeah, yeah, it does. If it doesn't affect me, yeah. I don't care. Like, you know, so I, was actually I don't know. Listening and, and I want to get her name right, um, to a podcast yesterday. Um, and I'm, I'm not turning into a Buddhist, but I like some of the principles of Buddhism to be yeah, quite honest so with do you. I. So yeah. her name is, um, Pima Chodron. Okay. I don't know if I said her name right. And if I didn't, then I apologize, Pima. Um, but she was talking about looking at things not in a good or bad way. I think as society in general, we right. tend to look at everything as good or bad, Right. you know, and, and if, we could stop some of the suffering or the negative experiences that we have if we stop doing that. So look at things as neutral. So right. I, and I think that's what you're trying to explain. Pretty much, like yeah. If people are into things, okay. Yeah. Simple as that. It's just a neutral thing. It's not good or bad. Unless, and we'll get to that when fetishes become a problem. Yeah. And I, I mean, and, and it's like, you know, it, that doesn't mean I understand it because I don't. But right. like... I don't need to. Who cares? Right. right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think also educating people around it. I think when you sure. heard, when, when many people hear the term fetish, they think like, ooh, bad or, right, you know, there's right, some right. judgment around it. And so I, I'm hoping through this podcast today, you know, for whoever's listening, there's just a little bit of education. Sure. That yeah. it's not bad. You right. Know, it just is. So, cause I feel like with fetishes, it's something you're either like a hundred percent into or you're not into at all. You know what I mean? Is mm -hmm. that fairly accurate? Um, it, it can be. And I, I think, so I'll go into a couple things about fetishes, but w the way I want you to think about fetishes and our listeners to think about fetishes, if you're not aware of them already, is that it's kind of like a food preference. Okay. I don't know. I like certain types. I mean, you could relate food to me. <laughs> I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Good. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, but, you know, think about food preferences that I have preferences for food. Like right. I'm not a sushi fan. I'll okay. eat, you know, um, like silly sushi is what I call it, like a California roll oh, or okay, a yeah. shrimp tempura roll or something like that. But I, again, I don't like meat for me. It's about textures uh -huh. and stuff. And raw fish just really freaks me out. Right. So I don't prefer sushi. You may love sushi. Mm -hmm. I love Mexican food. People may not love Mexican food. So it's the same thing. Okay. You know, so look at fetishes in that sense that it's okay. just a preference, you know, right. and it's just like food preferences. So some of the um, common fetishes, actually, I'll ask you the question not to put you on the spot, but no. like when I say fetish, what do you think of? Like what comes besides the foot fetish? What else comes to mind? Um, kind of like bondage mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, um, definitely a fetish. I don't know. That's kind of really the only things that sort of come to mind. Okay. I don't know. So there's, and here's some that you'll probably know. And if I say the terms, you'll know what I'm talking about. Voyeurism is a fetish. So what is it? Voyeurism. Voyeurism. Watching people 
um, for sexual gratification purposes. So when voyeurism... So you watch someone else have sex? Yes. So if you think about maybe a threesome and two people are having sex and the third is just watching. It's just some dude jacking off in a corner? Yes. Yeah, because he gets off on watching. And (laughs) I'd be so pissed. I'd be like, can we switch? High five, tag, my yeah. turn. <laughs> yeah. Get me in the game, coach. Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, so funny. So I, I stand in the corner the whole time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, I have one more question. I know yeah. you guys are going at it. <laughs> yeah, wait a second. Do this I get to participate unfair. or do I just hold the camera? So, <laughs> so definitely. So um, voyeurism is not your fetish for sure. But, and, and when voyeurism becomes a problem is if people are doing it with people who are unwilling to be a participant. So when it could put right. someone else at harm. So think of peeping Tom. That's when it's a problem. Right. Okay. Right. Or when you said that, like that made me think if like two people are in a relationship and kind of like convince their partner, like, Hey, let me just like fuck someone else and you can watch. And they're like, I'm not really into that, you yeah. know, and, or yeah. something like not that. Like, or, or, you know, and this has happened, um, to people, um, a couple is having sex and someone's hiding in the closet watching. Yeah. See that, and, I feel like that's a whole other thing almost. I mean, like, I yeah. know it's like one in the same, but that's like, I feel like if you're, into that stuff like everyone has to be like on the yes, same page and absolutely. consensual if you're secretly watching someone i i understand that's still voyeurism yes. that's what it's called but mm-hmm. like that's also like being secretive and shady yeah. and fucked yeah. up and shady yeah. and whatever and what do we believe about having sex with someone it needs to be consensual right yeah big believer in con- big believer consensual in consensual sex. you know what i mean the other one is um uh, i'm just saying some popular ones and then i'll get into some like not so popular ones which are pretty interesting um okay. exhibitionism so i feel like i've heard of that before you probably have exhibitionism is um like uh having sexual arousal by showing yourself to someone else so naked oh okay yeah 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 yeah, so yeah, yeah. for example and i'll just use this as an example sometimes in the swinging community there's um i'm going off on a tangent no. here but i love this topic yeah i love all these topics yeah, i know about you do. sex i love it it makes me very happy i know i can see it in your face <laughs> look like a kid on halloween right there yeah you go. um i don't even need candy for today with um, well we'll get into that fetish later <laughs> it's a fetish i'm sure yeah but with um with exhibitionism so like at a swinging club there's clubs locally or in your town intertown here that have um swingers and you can go and be a part of and oftentimes with the um i'll just use that as an example they like showing themselves and then the sex comes later so walking around naked um you know the communities so, nudist colonies things like that that's exhibitionism not always because they're not always using it for sexual purposes but okay. it's a it's a fetish so all right let's let's back it up just a second mm-hmm. so a swinger and i just want to make sure i get this right a swinger is like people who are in a relationship with each other but have like an open relationship is that what a swinger is um or is yes. that kind of like I yes don't know. Okay. um so a swinger what we would classify as a swinger um a, there's a couple mm-hmm. who choose to invite other people into their relationship to have sex with right okay right there's different now remember with this so even with um fetishes there's you know some 
you know, are fairly common and some are extreme. Some are mild okay. and some are the other end of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with swingers, for example, um, it could be a couple inviting one person in and let's say, you know, the husband likes watching his wife, which would be voyeuristic, having sex with another man. Mm -hmm. Okay. That could be considered swinging or there could be another couple involved. So the couple comes... Twosome turned into a foursome. Twosome turned into a foursome. And hey, they hey. just swap couples. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, the mild version of it is nice. it happens once in a while and it's just fun and right. whatever. And then the extreme version of it is it becomes a lifestyle. Right. And that's, you know, how they meet their sexual needs in the relationship. So, okay. There's so, swinging cruises. There's swinging clubs. So there's, there's swinging clubs. Swinging parties at people's houses. Do they, do they have like... Like a, not like a warning, but like you go into the swinging club and they're like, just so like, is it okay if I just expo walk around and expose myself? Is that okay? Like, do they no, go over that in the no, club or is it no. just like understood only, that someone understood might be like full frontal cock showing? Walk. Yes, absolutely. You okay. could be having sex at a swingers club with, you know, another dude's wife and another guy comes and watches, but there's always safety things that exist. There's parameters for this. So... No is a perfectly acceptable answer. So if a guy comes up to you at a swingers you club. You may not jerk off on my wife, sir. Sir, sir. I asked you to leave. Yeah. And then you call security because they don't leave. Like there's all kinds of rules that are like nonverbal. You know you've made some bad choices in your life where you have become a security officer at the swingers club. <laughs> Like, like the choices that you've made have led you to this moment, <laughs> carrying a oh naked man jerking yes. off on someone else's wife. And it's like a Wednesday night. Club. Yeah. You're just like, man, you know, I really should have just gone to that community college. Yeah. Like, and the people think working at the dollar store is bad. This is worse. Yeah. That's a worse position. Oh, <laughs> man, those poor people. Okay. All right. Not a job for Ted. Um, no. I, I want to tell you about um, getting back to some of the fetishes. I just want to give you a little bit more information. Um, there's a the question exists like why do people develop fetishes? And okay. a lot of research shows that trauma because people will go into the trauma thing. I knew you were going to get it. Yeah. yeah, trauma, sexual abuse, and remember I'm a trauma therapist as well. But right. um, trauma is not a predictor of fetishes. So fetishes can develop a number of different ways. Okay. Okay. So I'm just going to talk about a couple of those and, you know, for our um, listeners, th there's more, I'm sure, but I'm just going to touch on a few of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, preferences or personalities. So people can happen upon an object um, and they, you know, start finding pleasure in the object and they keep using it and then it develop develops into a fetish. So for example... Okay. Um, let's think of a guy with a pair of Louboutin shoes. Okay. The heel is appealing. The patent leather is appealing. Do you know what Louboutin shoes are? Yeah. The yeah, red bottom I, shoes. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. No, I, I know. I'm, Go I'm on. An eight, I'm an eight and a half, by the way. Um, <laughs> I can't afford that shit. And you know this. <laughs> That's why I said it. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, so but poor. So they develop on, you know, and there's 
maybe that's what they have access to at that time and they start masturbating and they're like touching the shoe or whatever and it's just like a one-off thing like let me just see what it's like and then they keep using it for sexual gratification when they masturbate they need to get another pair of shoes or a different pair of shoes or you know whatever that's an expensive masturbation habit i'll tell you what (laughs) i could not do that 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 fetish would be (laughs) done done you're out yeah Yeah. but i'm just using that okay yeah no i hear you um Early experiences can um, create fetishes or right. a penchant for fetishes. Um, what was that? I think that was Willie. Oh, I don't know what he's doing. There. Willie. And we didn't put a do not ring the doorbell sign up, by the way. Do you have a package coming? <laughs> I didn't even mean that in any type of way at I all. I find everything you say fo- so funny. Because you, you correlate everything to sex and I don't. Only That's during why. our podcast, though. I want you to hear That's that. That's fucking only- bullshit. No. I'm sure, you know. Ask Todd. Everything is not. Todd, is everything correlated to sex? No. See? It's not. That was fucking <laughs> whack, dude. <laughs> no. That's not what your voice. husband sounds like. And honestly, <laughs> oh, oh there's a guy. Oh, my God. He scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he was, why Willie was making weird yeah, noises. Yeah, getting uncomfortable. Right. Um, but early um, experiences. So sexual experiences during puberty for uh, boys or girls can be a factor. So an example of that would be, this is so bad, I'm going to go here, Um, a stuffed animal. You know, a favorite stuffed animal. Fuck stuffed animal. (laughs) There you go. Yep. Do you know about that? Not really, but but I'll say this. Like when I was like five, I'm not sweating. Well, I'm only sweating. Am I sweating? I'm not sweating. I'm just teasing. I, I like, I remember having that thought, thought, wow, I can't even fucking talk. Can I have a sip of your water? Is yes, that okay? please. Um, my, uh, mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. My voice got all dry. Um, I remember like as a young age, like, well, I talked about this, like when you start discovering like masturbation and stuff mm-hmm. and how you could like fuck anything like yeah. you know sort of being like I could fuck this couch I could fuck this stuffed animal I could fuck yes. this pillow I could fuck this <laughs> I could fuck anything with a hole in it this is amazing like yeah. like I've had that thought before yeah that's so, all I'm saying and and so for you it may be like a one-time thing I'm I haven't just, fucked any stuff. I know, animals. I know, but I'm just at least not this week for a person. It could be <laughs> just kidding. Stay out of my children's room. Yeah. Um, for someone, it could be a one-time thing, but for whatever reason, something goes on in the brain that associates sexual gratification with that particular right. object, and then so they start using that object, and right. it carries on, you know, for a number of years, right. um, or right. for the rest of their life, or whatever. So early um, experiences um, can. Uh, create fetishes connection between mind and body um so smells associated with something or comfort associated with something i know like this is kind of off topic a little bit but i know i remember hearing something or reading something or something about that where smells like whenever your brain processes it like you could like forget about something and then smell something from like Mm. you know 20 years ago and instantly you remember yeah. like shit like yeah. like something about smells have like a very um uh 
I, I can't think of the right word, but like something about smells can really like make you like either like remember stuff yes. or like yes. what you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. And so things like and if you think like cologne perfume mm-hmm. can be a fetish, you know, um, believe wow. it or not, because again, no, a non-sexual object excuse me, um, used for sexual gratification. So if there was a pleasant experience that you've had with a type, with a woman wearing a type of perfume, then, you know, your next subsequent sexual partners are, you ask them to wear that perfume or you spray that perfume on, you know, yourself to masturbate or on your pillow or, you know, whatever, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Um, so that can be, um, so those three things, you know, uh, preferences and personalities, Early child, or I don't want to say childhood, but early experiences, you know, during puberty, things like that can um, develop fetishes, connection between mind and body. And there's just like a wide, huge range of fetishes. I, I gave you a couple of, you know, I didn't get it. We mentioned foot fetish, voyeurism, exhibitionism. There's also frauderism. Do you know what that is? No. I just love saying frauderism. I don't know why. Sounds so funny, right? So frauderism is where, um, where someone rubs themselves on an unsuspecting person. Oh, man. Yeah. See, but that's kind of fucked up. It though. is messed up. That's that's more of a paraphilia, which paraphilia. is... A, yeah, a paraphilia and fetish are the same thing, but paraphilia... You can be diagnosed with a paraphilic disorder, uh-huh. and that would be considered a paraphilic disorder. Okay. I'll get into that a okay. little bit more. All right. Going off on a tangent, but yeah. yeah, no, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I've always, like, you know, I've heard stories of, like, people, like, on the subway or on the train or something like that. Mm -hmm. Some guy fucking, Mm -hmm. like, rubs up on. But see, like, that to me. And that's frauderism, and it's not not consensual. Yeah, yeah. first of all, anything that's, like, not, like, consensual to me is just so fucked up. Because it's, like, like, and I don't even know if this is even, like, worth saying, but, like, like I just try to picture myself in their shoes. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't get any satisfaction out of that mm-hmm. at all. You know what I mean? So then what's the point if you, if I'm not getting satisfied out of it and it's like way crossing someone's boundary and that's wrong, but those, people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, those people have a mental disorder. Okay. Yeah. So that's different. Okay. Yeah. What okay. you're, and again, when it goes to extremes, right? So what you're describing and most people with fetishes, don't have a mental disorder. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So what you're describing, like the frauderism and things like that, even though it's a fetish or um, paraphilia, it you know, it's illegal, first yeah. of all. So yeah. it, voyeurism is can also be illegal. Exhibitionism can also be illegal. Absolutely. I mean, I think of, yeah. you know, flashers, you know, an unsuspecting person or right. doing it to children or whatever. I, I actually, believe it or not, I was in... I don't know, maybe sixth grade. I feel like I was in sixth grade. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But my girlfriend and I rode our bikes. I was on the back of her 10-speed bike. She had baskets. Rode our bike down to the park, and we were on our way home, and there was a guy sitting in a car, his pants down, sitting outside of the door of the car, masturbating. And we freaked out. We were like, get out of here, get out of here. 
He obviously Damn. had a mental disorder. Uh, we went and called the police. And of course, the guy had left by then. But I'm sure he got off, you know, because he was um, so being exhibition- exhibitionistic. I mean, yeah, no, very disturbing. Yeah. But I remember that fairly clearly. It was probably one of the first exposures Fuck, to sexual organs Ooh. besides my own that I ever had. Right. Yeah. No, it was not pleasant at all. No, very that gross. sounds terrible. Yeah. That guy obviously had a mental disorder. I guess. Fuck, man. Yeah, there's some fucked up people out there, Ted. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, I was just going to go through, if you're okay, some examples of fetishes. Yeah, go go through as many as you'd like. Give you kind of the background for where it comes from. Um, Right. There's just some, like, really weird fetishes. Um, Lay it on me. I'm going to try to say the names right. I'm not 100%... Okay, I don't know what they are. So you could say anything and I'd be like, yeah, that sounds right. Uh-huh. There is um, actromophilia, okay. arousal to amputees. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen, they need love too. <laughs> I know, but so specifically you find... looking for amputees. Right, yeah. I mean, and that's their fetish. They get sexual arousal for someone who is has an amputated body part. Put that on your dating profile. So if anyone needs the name for that, it's ac- acrotomophilia. Please don't judge yeah. us if we fuck these words up. Yes, exactly. If you fuck these words up, I'm I, not saying I'm shit. I'm going to fuck them up for sure. Um, this one's interesting. Uh, oh, coprophilia. That's a fairly common one. Coprophilia? Copro. Copro? Yeah, coprophilia. Arousal to feces. Wow. But you see some of that in porn. You know, they, that's actually I have a not seen that in porn. <laughs> I've not either, but some people are into that. Scat. Yeah. Scat. Yeah. Like pooping on somebody, you know, and they don't oh. always put something down or they'll have glass tables and they'll be laying underneath the glass table and someone will poop on top of the glass table and they get aroused from that. <laughs> oh, that sounds... T- I've never heard of that in my, my life. God, that sounds yeah. awful. Um, there's that would be my luck. I find I finally <laughs> get some chick that, on some like online dating and site. And she's into crop She's like, are you yeah. into scap? And I don't know what it is. And I'll be like, yeah, girl, I'm into whatever you're into. And then like, next thing you know, I'm getting shit on. <laughs> that would be really bad. Call me. If they're into something, call me and I'll tell you what it is. And then yeah, we'll decide probably, if you're into it or hold, not. Hold, please, ma'am. <laughs> Can I throw you a you with... My previous therapist. Yeah, let me uh, let me discuss this um, with uh, my oh team my here. <laughs> my team being Tempany. Let me, let me let me see if I'm into this. Hello, Tempany. This is uh, I have a an attractive consensual woman that is into scapping. Scat. Scatting. <laughs> what what are your uh, could, could you give me uh, you know a quick rundown and you're like oh Ted she's gonna mm. poop on you and I'm gonna be like and then you just hang up and yeah. then you just hang up knowing I'm getting pooped on. I'm not, I'm just and I'm gonna just ask you to get not, some wipes because you'll need to clean up after. It'll I would be never, very gross. I yeah, I I'm, just yeah, I, I I can't get on board with that one. But teach his own. There's yeah. ger, uh, gerontophilia. Gerontophilia okay. sounds like um, what it is: arousal to the elderly. So there's a show. There's like um, weird sexual things on like TLC or whatever, and uh-huh. this is like a real thing where young. People, men or women, I've the show that I've seen. It's usually men. Young mm-hmm. men are attracted to um, women in their sixties, seventies, eighties. It's like a real thing, yeah. Which is interesting. Okay. Um, uh, 
I don't know how to say this one. Nismolagnia. I don't know how to say it. Arousal to being tickled. There's a fetish with being tickled. Okay. Actually, one thing I hate is being tickled. I fucking hate being Thank tickled. Thank you. Hate it's that awful. shit. And I'm very ticklish. Yeah, it's not fun. Not a fan. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, there's necrophilia is a one that I'm aware of. Um, arousal to corpses. So Whoa. people having sex Holy with dead people. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what? That sounds like so much work. First, you have to find a dead body and yeah. then fuck the dead body. <laughs> yes. How? Oh my God, what? I can't even. Dude, yeah. there's no way. That can't, like, how is that it's feasible? Real. How is it's someone. Real. So, all right, let's say you're a therapist, I'm a patient. Well, that's like real life, but like. <laughs> Previous real life. Le, le, Six yeah, years ago, real But life. like, let's say, like, you have a patient that's into necrophilia and they're like, hey, Tempany, so. I really want to fuck a dead body, you know, sometime this week. That would be, if I could, you know, schedule that in. Like, how do you, like, so, what do you so, say to that? Yeah, well, um, generally they're not having sex with dead bodies. I mean, unless okay, you're like a mortician or something and, you know, having sex with dead bodies. But keep in mind, it's <sighs> not consensual, so it's illegal. Okay, you can't do that. Well, yeah. yeah. So there would be... It's also just fucking weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, But so someone who has this fetish, their partner may... They may dress them up as, or oh, you know, have uh, get them extremely cold, or you know, I know, weird, right? Um, or you know, put makeup <laughs> Can I put on. on a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have a sweater. No, on. I'm gonna fuck your dead body. <laughs> yeah. So it more like role play ish is what okay. I'm hoping, but um, there are people out there who have sex with dead bodies. Yeah. Unwilling dead bodies, by the way. Um, pedophilia. There's a fetish that's, you know, um, illegal. Another one. Um, pedoph- uh, arousal to prepubescent children. So there's different stages. Um, so pedophilia isn't just anyone under the age of consent. Pedophilia generally goes um, up to age it depends when puberty for that person is, but 10, maybe 12. Okay. So um, from infant to, let's say, 10, for example, would be pedophilia. And there Jeez. are people that are attracted to prepubescent children. So that, okay, so that obviously is, like, not okay. No, definitely not so, okay. So, like, how does, like, if someone legitimately, because honestly, I think anyone who fucks with kids should just be fucking shot, like, old yeller style. Mm. Just- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, thanks. Um, how does someone, but if someone legitimately has that, mm-hmm. I would imagine they probably have some mental health issues as well mm-hmm. and have experienced traumatic whatever or not, who knows. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you treat someone that has that? Like, what do you do if someone legitimately that's has a, that? That's a good question. When 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 I work with people who are pedophilia, uh-huh. Or have the fetish of pedophilia. Right. When it becomes a problem is if they actually act out on it. Right. So of someone course. just liking that age. Uh huh. Generally, what we'll work with is harm reduction. So okay, the fantasies around it or something like that, but not viewing images of it because right. that's illegal and that's harmful to the person that they're viewing images of the child. Right. That they're viewing images of. Um, 
you know, looking for a partner that's age appropriate, but maybe like looks shaves, younger or yes. something like that. Maybe yeah, the, I got you. If it's uh if it's someone attracted to a prepubescent girl, so maybe looking for someone who's a little underdeveloped, so the chest area isn't developed as much as uh-huh. you know some women or they shave their pubic hair or things like that, have them dress up as a little girl, you know, things like that. So harm reduction in the sense of, you know, um, not taking it to the extreme of acting out with someone who's actually yeah, underage. Cause that shit's, that's not cool. No, no. And not unfortunately, cool. you know, and, and living in the neighborhood and it's a wonderful neighborhood that I live in and it's a fairly safe neighborhood that I live in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a web, uh, Facebook page that we have. And when uh, someone who's been arrested for uh, pedophilia is what, a sexual predator, if they get, mm-hmm. di- they get arrested and they're classified as a sexual predator, if someone is renting or moves into the neighborhood like that, a, a, a Facebook blast goes out. And they're like, by the way, this person is living here. Oftentimes, the Facebook post is wrong, unfortunately, meaning... You know, it's someone just visiting or whatever. They're not living here. Or maybe it could be like a common name, like John Smith, and there's right. 10 million Smiths. Right, and, right, right, yeah. right, right. So, um, yeah, so that goes on. There's, um, and then this one I think is, there's there's a lot of fucked up fetishes, Ted, is the truth. There's savantophilia, yeah. and that goes for what it sounds like, is arousal to the cognitive, cognitively impaired or the developmentally delayed. Really? Yes. Savantophilia. So, oh, Jesus you know, and Christ. that's if, if you have um, someone, a friend or loved one or whatever that's developmentally delayed or cognitively impaired. I mean, you have to be very careful because people will prey on them and they don't know how to make decisions or say no or whatever. So, right. it absolutely exists. Think about the, there was a case, and I'll have to pull it up so I get the information right. In Arizona, it was a healthcare worker, a uh-huh. male, I think in his 30s had sex with a woman in a coma. She had been in a coma for years. Got her pregnant. She ended up giving birth, never aware that she gave birth. You can do that in a coma? Oh, yeah, because your your, um, female reproductive system still works. I, yeah, Being I guess. In a coma, yeah, I don't know. I mean, brain issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so your reproductive okay. system All still right. works. So he had sex with someone in a coma. Probably there's some necrophilia going on there, even though she's not dead, and has um, savantophilia as well. Having sex with someone who's you know just not coherent. I mean, I I, I don't know in that case wow. if she's necessarily cognitively impaired, but yeah, really sad, right? Wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was arrested, by the way. They figured Good. out who it was. They they did DNA samples for everyone in the nursing home. She's in an assisted living nursing home, hospital, right, whatever right. setting. And um, yeah, they... Uh, Fuck, yeah. man. So it's, you know, I guess like fetishes, like there's fetishes that are out there, you know, that people can engage in that, you know, are, um, I, I don't want to say like normal, but like, you know, it, it's stuff that, people do some, you know, people will be consensual to it and that's part of their personal private lives and that's it. But, you know, it could also go down this dark path of many other things that, and it's not just like fetishes, you know, it could deal with all kinds of like mental health and all kinds of other shit. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. There's, um, there's, it used to be called bestiality. It's Mm -hmm. called zoophilia now. Okay. Um, zoophilia is having sex with animals. 
Yeah, that's fucking weird. And believe it or not, America is so weird. There are, I think, eight states that it's legal. <laughs> that it's legal. I might get eight states wrong, so or maybe ten states, I'm sorry. Do you have some of the states that yeah. are legal? Let's yeah. name them off because yeah. I I guarantee you everyone you name off, I'm going to be like, not surprised, not surprised. Oh my God, where did it go? Hold on. Um, so the ones where it's legal, Hawaii. Really? Mm-hmm. I am kind of surprised by that. Kentucky. Not surprised. Nevada. Kind of surprised. New Mexico. Bit. Really? New Mexico too? Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Okay. Yeah. Texas. Nah, A lot of right. farmland in Texas. <laughs> Hey there, sheep. <laughs> exactly. Kind of lonely They're out here for cattle. Lonely <laughs> out here for this cowboy, you know. Been tending to you for a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they were romancing the cattle tent, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Hey there, cattle. Yeah, <laughs> you really got into character. I've been milking you for years. <laughs> I swear I'm going to feed my pants. I've been squeezing your nipples every morning. Stop it. Okay. (laughs) Lonely cowboy out here. Okay, stop. All right. West Virginia, Vermont, Wyoming, the District of Columbia. Hold on. D.C., you're allowed to fuck animals in D.C. (laughs) Yes, I'm very... Well, who's in the White House? All right, whatever. I did not just say that. No, I was just thinking because I used to to live in Maryland. I used to be right outside of D.C. I've been in D.C. a bunch of times. So you could have crossed state lines and gotten away with it. And just been like fucking animals. You could have. See, that's just like... This just goes Uh, to show you that like I don't care like who you are where you come from, like whatever, like, like someone in Washington, DC is having fox animals. animals, And it was like, we're going to make this legal, (laughs) you know, in our nation's capital. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. No, the United States is really weird. You know, why would we are we, weird. why would that be legal? That they can't that shouldn't consent. Be a, yeah. But the way they look at it actually with zoophilia is it's not hurting the animal. As long as it's not hurting the animal. Well, how do you determine that? To, yeah. Do yeah. you ask the animal, hey animal? <laughs> Nod your head if. Yeah. Raise your paw. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, I don't know. It's, really... it, it's just not. I mean, I imagine. Could you get like kind of like weird like diseases or infections oh, or something sure. like Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Like easily transmittable. Absolutely. <laughs> How'd you get the bird flu, Tom? <laughs> well, I was in D.C. this weekend for a conference and it's flamingo. Got really drunk and there's this flamingo at the zoo and I was like, I'm gonna fuck this flamingo. That's how I went to rehab. Like. <laughs> What were the precipitating events that led you to come to treatment? Well, yeah. fuck the flamingo in D.C. Now, I want to just tell you. <laughs> Hold on, let me document that. Yeah. Let me put that in the admission note. Yeah. Um, one thing that I do want to say is, you know, sometimes, I don't know how else to say this, like dogs have really soft tongues, right? And in, in puberty or for young kids or whatever, I mean, it can happen that, you know, you allow a dog to lick you and then it could be exciting and arousing and whatever else. I, I don't know, you know, if you continue that behavior, one right. a one-time thing, 
you know, licking is a little bit different. Haven't you heard of like people putting yeah, peanut I, butter on themselves? I knew themselves a kid in college that did that. And yeah. I think he was like drunk and he told us they used to put peanut butter on his balls and dick and his yeah. dog would lick it off or something. Yeah. And we were just like, okay. Yeah. No, I've, I've met people <laughs> Thanks who for have been into that <laughs> yeah. and whatever, not having sex with the animal, but right. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. This is all kind of. <laughs> way beyond my fucking knowledge of expertise you know um yeah so there's i mean there's just you can look them up there's like tons of weird fetishes weird is a judgment so i don't mean it as a judgment but um fetishes that you wouldn't think of um sure. just tons of stuff there could be a fetish for anything there's probably a pumpkin fetish i'm saying that because there's pumpkins behind you you know there's yeah i mean Probably like Coke bottle fetishes or whatever. I mean, just strange. It could really be anything and everything. It can I guess. be any non-sexual object can turn into a fetish for someone if it sexually arouses them. And that's what a fetish is. And I know, and I know we've been kind of going for a while, so we should probably wrap up soon. But so I, I don't know if we should discuss this now or another time. But like when you said that, a lot of times fetishes are kind of started due to some kind of trauma event or something like that. Could that also be like the same for like sexual orientation? No. Okay. Um, well, maybe, but we'll go actually let's do sexual orientation next week. Okay. I think that's a great idea. So, okay. And I don't mean that yeah. in a disrespectful no, way. I honestly no. don't. So but like, that's a fair question because what, what you'll hear and, and for some people perhaps, and I don't mean to be vague about it, but there's no mm -hmm. like this or that in this situation regarding sexual orientation. Okay. Sexual orientation is very fluid. Um, and so there can be cases where someone was sexually abused and then they end up in a same sex relationship. Right, or, right. you know, let's use uh, women, for example, in a domestic violence relationship you know end up like i'm never going to be with a man again i'm going to be with a woman and end up in a woman that can happen okay you know but but that doesn't mean no, it's like it's not the a predictor and all be no. all like this is no. what okay no people with okay. Se people with sexual orientation issues and, mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people are very comfortable with their sexual orientation right but the ones with issues around it it's not always indicative that there was trauma right you know but yeah a lot of and what we go through is because of attachment issues and connection issues right. and you know the opposite of um uh addiction isn't sobriety it's connection so yeah you know for a lot of people they never had that yeah i think and here's the thing i know like sexual orientation and we'll go into this more next week but like you know it is like a touchy subject in some senses that it's like you know, you don't want to like offend anyone or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I ask those questions, like, you know, I'm asking because I honestly sure. am like curious. And I don't know. You know what I mean? And I don't do mean any kind of like disrespect. And we're never being uh, and hopefully no one gets, you know, disrespected on these podcasts. No, like, we're just no, being absolutely me not. And you and we we're just not... want to educate motherfuckers, <laughs> right? make people laugh. That's, That's exactly it. right. And Ted, not only do you not know some of these things, Tons of people don't know these right. things, right? So right. that's why we're doing this. I just want to wrap up with one thing, if that's sure. okay. Um, the question begets, when does a fetish become a problem? Yeah. And so when it becomes a problem, and this is according... <laughs> it's not a problem until it's a problem, right? It's not a problem until it's a problem. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. um, according to the DSM, and we're using the DSM-5 now. Okay. So yep. as um, licensed practitioners, that's how we diagnose people. Um 
and you can. Look I've heard of it. Yeah, I know you know what it is. Um, most people, like I said before, most people don't have a mental disorder just because you have a fetish. But you're diagnosed with a paraphilic disorder. Um, to meet that criteria, it's causing personal distress. Not just society's not okay with it, you know, okay. or whatever, but it's causing personal distress. So it could be occupational distress. Think about, you know, addiction. Is it causing legal problems? Is right. it causing occupational problems? Is it causing relational problems? Right. You right. know, if you're into, um, diaperism. Yes. And your partner's not into it, but you're forcing it on them and you're tying them up and you're putting it on them and you're making them wear it and whatever. That's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. I would say that's a problem. Yes. So that's one of the criteria. I don't even need to read the DSM five. I'll be like, yep, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Next question. Um, and, and it can involve other, um, psychological distress. Okay. Sure. So if it's causing injury, death, you know, that could be a criteria for when it's uh, a diagnosable condition or when it's problematic. Right, right. Or um, you're doing these things, and what we said before with exhibitionism, voyeurism, frauderism, those types of, of things, when you're doing these things with someone without consent. Yeah, totally okay? not cool. That's necrophilia. Okay, no... Dead body can't consent, you know? Yeah. So those things, that's when it becomes a problem. And yeah. you know what? If it is a problem, you know, please just reach out to a professional. Reach out to a sex therapist or yeah. a licensed mental health counselor, licensed clinical social worker. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people like with these types of things are either embarrassed or ashamed to reach out to someone. Yes. So this is when reaching out to a sex therapist like yourself yeah, would be important. a very important thing. You know, uh, you, you said death like that a few minutes ago that reminds me of like what's it called when you tie yourself up in like a noose oh, and jerk auto off auto auto erotic asphyxiation i can't I say would, that word i yeah. i wouldn't like i'm not into that That's or any fetish. of these fetishes but like i know i would fuck that up and kill myself if yeah. i tried like <laughs> i would fuck they'd be like was it suicide no his pants were down yeah <laughs> his hand was on his wiener according to the <laughs> autopsy it actually just ted fucked up he was trying to jerk <laughs> off and but that has happened oh no i know yeah. it's in like the news sometimes yes. Like, yes, you I know, forget the most recent famous person that it happened yeah, to. Yeah, so do I, but yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyways, so um, I think those are important things and, you know, nothing to be ashamed about if you have a fetish as long as you're, you know, not hurting anybody or hurting someone else or it's not causing you distress. You know, the... You know, we can work through the shame and guilt around these things, but it's right. common. It's more common than you can realize. Yeah, I think, you know, it's just important to know that your partner is 100% on board. Yes, and to just be mindful and aware of that as long as you're not hurting yourself, hurting your partner, or causing any problems in your life, like, you know, not going to work, not paying your bills, yeah. or not doing things and, you know, illegal and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and as long as, and if you need further clarification or, you know, process help, information, yes. go to a sex therapist. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. you know. Or you can call me at 867 5309. <laughs> that I, I that took me a second because I was actually like, is she actually giving out her phone number no. right now? But then I was like, <laughs> no. but that's an old '80s oh, throwback, you know, Jenny. Yeah. Anyways, we've talked a long time. <laughs> we Interesting have a topic, long time. and we can come back to this if if any listeners want to hear us. And I'm sure you know these topics will come back around again. Yeah, and yeah, Tons by all means, discussed. you know, email us at talksexpodcast at gmail .com if there is a specific fetish that you would like more information about that Tempity could get into. I couldn't, but I'll be here for <laughs> emotional support. Um, I love you, Ted. <laughs> you know, yeah, shoot us an email, shoot us a DM on our Facebook page. 
Um, you know, and if you have any questions really on anything, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, mm -hmm. let us know. We want to get a conversation started, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, awesome. all right. Well, right? I mean, this has been awesome. We we're pushing an hour almost wow. and we, we really didn't waste too much time. You Whoa. know, I kind of got into this like news thing and we jumped right into fetishes. Yeah. So like, but we, if we keep going, we're going to waste time. So let's say bye now. So. <laughs> That's Tempani's nice way of saying, let's wrap this the fuck yeah, up. I, I got shit to, go to do. I have to go pee and I have to go meet some friends for lunch. I got, I got shit you. to do, Ted. I got shit to do too. All, All right, right. Tempani. Well, it's been a pleasure. All right. All right. Next week. All right. Next week. Bye, Ted. Bye.